We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. From Andre, whom of the current wide receiver recruits you think Notre Dame needs to make it an elite class? Um, Taylor Taylor is the one for me. I mean, get Taylor Taylor and Derek Meadows, or if you could get, somehow figure out a way to get those two. I mean, I, I have Elijah Burris as a top one hundred and fifty player. Derek Meadows is not a top one hundred and fifty, not a top hundred player right now, but he has elite tools. It's about the upside, and then Taylor and Taylor to me is a top fifty player. I don't know if this can be an elite class. I, okay. I don't know that it can be. But what I think is it can be a really good class that complements the last two years really well. Fair enough. That's what I think. If you get Derek Meadows, he's a completely different type of player than you've had in the past, than you have on the roster right now. Uh, if you get, you know, I've already said Elijah Burris and Sean Terry are very limited. Those skill sets very limited on the current roster. And then Taylor Taylor's just a dude. Yeah. You know, so that'd be the, that'd be the dream class for me. Okay. If, uh, as far as what's out there, but I don't know that it, I still don't know that it would be elite to me at this point in time. So it meets some question. needs though. I mean, it does it meet does. some needs. So it does. Yeah. Jerry has a I question. Think, I think this is a Michigan fan. 
Okay. So cool. welcome. Appreciate the appreciate the question. Yeah, he says, uh, "Is CJ Carr going to be able to compete for the job? Obviously, meaning the it, starting job in twenty twenty four. No, because no one's going to compete for the job in twenty twenty four. Riley <laughs> Leonard's going to be their starting yeah. quarterback in twenty twenty four. But Jerry, if you're talking about like down the road, absolutely. I mean, early returns on CJ are impressive. Yes, I mean it's, it's one of those from everything I've heard so far. You know, he's everything that that we hoped he would be. Yep, that's that's." Yep. And that's kind of where it's at. The competition obviously is going to be for the number two job. I think. I think. Right. I think there's going to be a legitimate competition for the number two job. Should be. There better be. Yeah. I. I, and I, be. I want there to be, and I think there should be, and I think there will be. So I think that part of the competition will be fierce. I mean, yeah. that's a three man race, and I, and I think any. I guess it really wouldn't surprise me if any of the three of them got the number two spot. You know, let's see what happens. Obviously, and I want to see these guys at practice, but. I think that's going to be a legit competition and that will then kind of set up what 25 is going to look like too. Right. It's not going to cement anything, but it's definitely right. going to set up what that competition is going to look like. And so yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that competition. There's not a lot of times where you're like, Oh man, wonder who the number two is going to be. But I think this year, I think that's actually going to be a legit competition that I'm going to be excited to see. You know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Yep, a hundred percent. Because it's it's not about now; it's about what's going to happen a year from now. Yeah. H- how do they position themselves? Right there with you on that one. Yes. But CJ is going to have a shot, but he's oh, going to yeah. have to beat out Steve and Kenny because those kids are those are talented players as well. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's nobody I, I'm writing. Even Steve Angeli, I'm not writing off because he's always right. going to be the more experienced guy. You know, mm-hmm. and he's that gamer kid that you just don't want to write off. Absolutely. That's, that's the reality. I just, I'd, I'd be honest with you though. I mean, you and I were sitting there watching the ball come out of CJ Carr's hand during the bowl prep practice well, I, it was just it's just like yeah I'll, that's I'll nice. never forget that Vince <laughs> was it you that said this we I I couldn't remember if you said it to me or if I said it to you I thought you said it to me where we're watching and it's Steve it's Steve and Gino throwing this way mm-hmm. and it's CJ and Kenny Minchie besides throwing this way yeah I thought it was you that said it, it was I think like, it was yeah the ball looks a lot different coming this way than it does going that way <laughs> yes that's what I said <laughs> That's it. And you just start laughing, and because uh, you and I are sitting right next yeah. to each other while they were kind of so warming true. up. Yeah, it's just like man, that's pretty. Man, that is a pretty. That is a pretty, pretty thing coming out of both Kenny and CJ. I mean, yes. it's just like it's just crazy. different. It, yeah, I mean, it's it just is. different, and and you don't have to be a, a really good uh, analyst of film or analyst of talent to just see that the ball comes out different. You yeah. Know, bottom line. So yeah. it's gonna Like I said. It is going to be a great competition because we've seen what Steve Angeli can do yeah. in a game, and he's a gamer, and he yeah. he plays to win, and I love that, right. you know. And and he but just, he just have... there's just things, right? Those other dudes are just different. Yeah, Kenny and CJ are just different. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I have another quarterback question we'll jump down to down here, Vince, from Mr. 2.0. says, do you know if Leonard consulted Mike Elko about Notre Dame? Be interested if no one has asked him about that yet. Well, he, he talked, Sean talked to him about uh, Sean Styers uh, wrote about this, and I don't know if this was a question that Sean asked or if somebody else asked, but he he talked about how him and Coach Elko talked about Notre Dame, but I, I don't know that it was a situation where he was consulting him because I think Riley already kind of had an idea. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Like I said, this is a kid who's, I think, grandfather went to Notre Dame. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. I don't know that he needed any selling on, on – um, on it. I know they've talked about Notre Dame, but I, I don't know that he needed to be consulted on it. I, look, I think once Notre Dame said, we want you, it was a, I, we said, we've said this all along, like guys, it's not a, oh, he's going to visit Auburn. Those guys. <laughs> Notre Dame. Like, yeah. You, you told me that a long time. You're like, yeah, this is, I not, started laughing because like all these people yeah. freaking out, oh, he's going to visit Ohio state and Auburn. And I called you and I was like, dude, <laughs> I just, people just panic for nothing sometimes. Right. It's, like, it's, going not happening. it's been a done deal for a, a while. Yeah, you know? exactly. So just, and it was a done deal for longer than I had really anticipated yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 So I remember your reaction. I told you, you were like, seriously. So yes, yeah, dude, I remember that night very well. Yeah. Actually, you're pretty fired after up. a show or something yeah, like you're that. Pretty fired up, like, really? Show, okay, let's go. Yeah. He's, he's really good. He's really good. I was watching some film of him again today and I was like, yeah, this kid's really good. Mm-hmm. I've rewatched the uh, Duke Notre Dame game multiple times. Uh, yeah. I need to watch more actual Duke footage, but like, yeah, I've watched that game. I got a, a couple games times. cut up. If you're all 22, so next time you come over, Ooh, I, can get, I can get those. Yeah, two. gotta make yeah. that happen. All right, salty. Says, Marshall just had a sweet take to the rim. They're now up 11. Marshall, really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. it was it was like she cut to the rim. They dished her the ball, and then she made a really nice move to score. And then yep. Sonya just ripped it. So they they got a shot to really break this one open. That's great. I'm so, a little behind you, so as soon as you yeah. tell me there's a good play, I like check it out, and nice. uh, that was a nice move, nice little, nice little up fake at the free throw line, and just went right yeah. around that girl. Yep. that was that yep. was nice. 
Uh, Salty Virginia Peanuts. Brian, you've said that Scary Terry fills a gap in a player with his skills. How many other wide receiver skill sets does Notre Dame lack currently? Well, not as many as they not as many now that the the freshman class is going to show up and the portal class is going to show up. I mean, yeah. one thing they were lacking to me was a true perimeter burner. Like Tobias was a big play weapon, but, but Tobias was more of that long, tall, long strider type of kid. Yeah, he wasn't a four three, low four four guy. Right. So he could stretch the field. He averaged over twenty yards a catch last year, but he did it in a different way. Chris Tyree was a burner. He's five nine. So it's just like it's just limited on the certain things that you can do. Well, now you add six foot two Cam Williams, who's a low four four guy. You add Chris Mitchell, who's six one and is a, a four four guy. Don't say that to Chris, you know, because <laughs> he doesn't like to hear that he's a four three to him. But you know, I, I don't see four three speed. I see four four speed on film. But that's still moving. That's still you know, moving. Six yeah. one guy, yeah, yeah. For you know, sure. you're going to get Deion Colsey back, who brings some of that size. So you have a little bit more of that now. What you don't have after 2024 is a lot of size. You know, you know, Micah Gilbert six two two oh five. I think he'll play at two fifteen two twenty. It's all said and done. Cam six two. You know, Jaden Thomas is six one and a half. But you know, Deion's at best only got a year left sure. after this. You know, Bo Collins is done after this. You know, so he's he he's he's there. So that's why the Der- there's some need for a, a Derek Meadows, and that's also partly why they like Jerome Bettis. He's six three. He's going to be a boundary guy. He's going to be two ten, two fifteen at the at least. So uh, size is something looking forward that you're going to need more of. And and they want separators, and that's again Cam Williams is that Elijah Burris is that. So you're bringing in some of those skill sets with that. Chris Mitchell is that. So they've added a lot to the table now that they did not have going into the to the offseason yeah at, at that spot so the portal class and the incoming freshman class has added a lot for notre dame no receiver. doubt and they're still gonna have to plug some holes obviously with the transfer portal and things like that but fewer holes than obviously they had to fill this offseason i mean it that was priority number one frankly was was getting those holes filled at wide receiver because you had a mass exodus that you probably weren't anticipating mm-hmm a couple of months prior, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that won't be the issue, I wouldn't think, a year from now. Yeah. So we'll just have to see kind of how that goes. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yep, good question. Got one from David Pantaloni. Ooh, I, I like that name. That's a that's an Italian name. All right, here we go. Is there from my a, Italian co-host. That's all I'm saying. Is there a comparison that can be made open field running and size between Sean Terry and Dylan Edwards? Size, Yes. Open uh, elusiveness, yes. Suddenness, okay. yes. Dylan Edwards is a legit four three, low four four guy. So just that home run speed, no. Uh, Sean Terry is about a probably about at least an inch, maybe two inches taller than Dylan Edwards, who's only like five eight, five nine. Sean's probably five ten, so at least an inch taller. Um, so there's some there's some crossover there, yes. But Sean's also a more natural receiver right now. Dylan's a running back that's kind of converting to that type sure. of position. Yeah. But yeah, there's some there's some crossover as far as what he has to the table. There would not I'll say this: there would not have been as big of a need for for Sean Terry if they would have been able to land Dylan Edwards and keep him. And that's fair, right? Yeah. I'd still think you'd probably go get him because Dylan would be a junior. Gap, yeah, exactly. He'd be yeah. a junior when this class shows up. But like right. you wouldn't have that immediate, oh gosh, we got to get that in this class. Because you'd have him, then you'd have Jordan Faison, you'd have KK Smith, you'd just be a little bit of a different deal. Yeah. So yeah. Good question. Brent Smith, are you concerned about Bowen playing baseball? 
thereby losing the opportunity to develop as a top middle linebacker. Well, again, Drake Drake's question. not I've I've dug into this. Drake's thing okay. is if it comes down to I have a baseball commitment or a football commitment, I'm told that it's always going to be football. And the baseball team knows that. Okay. Like he's a football player first. So like Drake's not going to miss practices. He's not going to they have a I I asked this of someone earlier. He has they, they have a baseball game at home the day of the spring game. Okay. He's going to be at the spring game. He's going to play in the spring game. So um Whereas Jordan Faison is a little different because he's actually a like a dude on the lacrosse. He's a team, starter. So, I mean, yeah, right. he's he's definitely right. a dude. Yeah, right. So, uh, as I said before, it's not it's the practices are not the issue. The issue is, will he be able to do the other off the field work? You know, go to practice. You got to then hustle right. to go to baseball practice, right? That that's right. my concern. I'm not saying he can't do it, but that's that's the thing sure. Drake has to be aware of. Is okay. I'm missing this extra time this over here at times while Kingston and Jaden and Jalen and these guys are are in the film room with coach Bulla going over film I'm at baseball practice right so you got to figure out a way to kind of supplement that right so but he's not going to miss any on-field reps opportunities because of baseball which is big yeah which is big it's huge so when I was told that I felt a lot better about it that like if and what I also believe he won't be traveling if there's football practice. I was also told okay. that. So like if they have a road game, now I, I could be wrong on this, but I think this is what I th- this is this was correct in what I was told. So like if they have a three game road trip and they got two, they got a Notre Dame football practice, he won't miss the practice. Okay, he he won't travel for the road, and that'll game. also give him an opportunity to do a lot of those off the field things that you were just right. talking about. Get caught up on the stuff. Baseball team won't be in town. Right. And so there won't be practices and stuff to worry about right. and things of that nature. So, right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. It, look, it's a tough juggling act. It is, especially when you're attempting to be a first time starter and basically the quarterback of the defense. I mean, that it, middle linebacker is a is a big it's a big position, both mentally and physically. And if you're expecting him to be that guy, be that dude. And I think and we are. That's a tough juggling act. And he's obviously a piece of the Notre Dame baseball team. He, I think he was a pinch. I think he was a pinch runner. Yeah. His only scored. action in the opening series was he came off the bench to pinch run yeah. and scored. There you go. That's and it. He scored from he second base on the field yet. Right. Right. And it right. was a go. I mean, and it was huge. It was, it was the go ahead right. run and all that, but you know, the thing is Drake could be a much better baseball player if, if he focused on it alone. Oh, he could be, a but yeah. football is his baby from what I'm told. Right. And, and that's, that's the decision that's been made that everybody has agreed upon and everybody's right. on the same page. And that's, I, I'll say this, piece. what I have learned in the last couple of days is Drake 100% knows the opportunity in front of him. And he understands the what he has to do from a juggling standpoint, and he is prepared to do it. So that's, that's, he just has to, you know, stay healthy and all that. Sure. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not concerned with playing baseball at all. Yeah. Right. In theory, it's just you got to make sure you handle it the right way. And his position's a little tougher than just playing wide receiver. Correct. You know, right where you're, you're just an athlete. Hundred you know, percent. Right. Right. Because and, and there's that's so much more case. you can do in the summer with a quarterback and a receiver to get caught up that you 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 can't you you can't miss tackling. You can't make up tackling drills that you miss in the spring during the summer. Right. Right. A rec- if if Jordan Faison has to miss a few practices, he'll be fine. It's right. a different deal. Middle Look, line, it'd be like being a quarterback and missing three. Like that's what middle linebacker is. It's like missing three practices as a quarterback. Right. And you're the guy that gets everybody lined up. Exactly. Like, I have no doubt. I have no issue with Drake's 
he'll be big enough. He'll be fast enough. He'll be athletic enough. He'll do, he'll be powerful enough. It's here and here. Can he pick it up quickly as a redshirt freshman, basically, or actually be a sophomore because he played a ton of special teams. Can he, can he absorb the defense in a way that then allows him to communicate that and making sure that the defense is getting lined up appropriately. That's what he's going to have to do. Yeah. Right. Those are the question marks. And, and because that can then slow down the body. Right. But we're going to get to a point in time here in a couple of years where we're going to be looking back on people who said Drake wasn't athletic enough and just kind of laugh and get a good hearty chuckle out of that one. That's the yeah. reality of it. Right. right. Agreed. You know, that, but it's, yeah. but it's still a legit question, Brent. And I, I, I do appreciate yeah. that because it's still a lot to tackle. I mean, and, and no pun intended because yeah. he is attempting to do something that really nobody has done because he's a middle linebacker. Yeah. Everybody else that's done it has been a wide receiver. Well, and somebody just said like Samarjo handled it well. No, two things. Number one, Samarjo was a receiver. Number two, he was right. a pitcher. Yeah. Like Cole Komet was a pitcher. Right. So you didn't have to be there every day. It's completely you know? different. Yeah, it's very different. Look, Cole Komet, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Jeff Samarja could have been a major league center fielder. He was, I mean, yeah, it was really we, athletic, we've yeah. seen his athleticism on the football field. He right. could have been that. And he was really good in high school. He decided to be a PO, pitcher only, because of his football commitment and because he knew he could juggle both it's just right. it's just a completely different situation yeah receivers so yeah you're right vince it is such a different animal it right. really is right i'm actually gonna look something up real quick because i'm curious about this because i believe yeah jeff samarja hit three home runs and 14 doubles in his major league baseball career <laughs> he was an athlete dude yeah. i'm telling you he could yeah. have been an everyday position player he yeah. just couldn't do that and play football that's right. just not it, it, you can't do it right and caught yeah agree right so you know it is what it is i the only well we don't need to get into that but yeah he's the first one drake bone is the first one to attempt to do it in the volume of football and baseball that mean it's a volume situation so yeah without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I want to address this one, too, because this is part of it as well. Cool. Uh, Mr. 2.0, is there a realization that KVA is the better middle linebacker and Drake might have a future in baseball? No, there's not that realization at all. I, I look I, by Drake. Do you think Drake feels that way? No. <laughs> I mean, first of all, he's never even practiced with King Kingston. So why would he even think that? Number one, right. number two, if you knew Drake Bowen at all, you would never question if Drake Bowen thinks someone else is better than he is. Like, no, he doesn't. And the other thing, too, is I think we're also all wrongly assuming that Kingston Villiamaasa is just a Mike linebacker. Right. Like, there's a chance that someday we're going to see him and Drake Boeing playing beside each other, mm -hmm. not battling for the same. Oh, if, yeah. If they're battling at Mike and it's just obvious they're the two best linebackers, Kingston can easily slide over to Will and play Will. Like, Agreed. I won't even be shocked if Kingston started at Will, like, meaning starts out playing that position. Playing that right, position. right, 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 yeah. And then maybe cross trains a little bit, but no, I definitely don't think there's that there's that realization that 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 
anyone thinks it's just a given that Kingston's going to be better than right. Drake. If anything, it's like, how do we get them together on the field yeah, more than the other way around? So, um, yeah, I, I, and look, it's always that shiny new toy. Sure. You know I mean? That's kind of how it is. Like, Oh, I had somebody that you guys don't talk about CJ Carr anymore. You talk about, you talk about Deuce Knight. Uh, it's a recruiting show, and CJ Carr is a player on the current team. He's on the roster. He's, right. He's here. So uh, when we're doing a recruiting show, but it's like, are you going to tell me that I'm not talking about CJ Carr enough? <laughs> but it's just, that's the thing. It's just like, it's the shiny new toy. And But there's a lot of people in the chat. So, oh, you know, Deuce is going to be the guy. He's going to beat CJ out and wins. I'm like, really? Like, we're yeah. just going to just. And then when Deuce comes and they sign some kid in 26 or 27, oh, you know, Deuce is going to get – I get that's just how it is. But um, – and, and and again, that doesn't mean that I don't think Kingston's a stud. I do. I had gr Kingston graded out higher coming out of high school than I had Drake coming out because he was more advanced where Drake was always kind of that – really athletic guy that was learning to be a football player. He sure. was a dominant football player, but I mean like the nuances of playing linebacker. I mean, as a junior, he was just blitz every time and come off the edge and just dominate. He has to learn sort of the nuances of the game. I talked to someone tonight who said that JD Bertrand took Drake under his wing all year this year, which is going to be shows. huge. That's huge. For him. huge. But huge. like Drake's upside is greater than Kingston's in my opinion. Kingston has got the higher floor because he's just such a natural – and he played at St. John Bosco, so he's played against way different competition where Drake was always the best athlete on the field. Oh, and it wasn't close. Kingston wasn't necessarily the best athlete on his team. Right. He was the best player on his team, but he, he wasn't even the best athlete at linebacker. Have you seen yeah. Kamori House? Like, that's a dude. The kid that signed with Washington at linebacker from Bosco. Now, Kingston's a better player, but that kid's a better athlete. So um, I think there's a there's a there's a chance that someday we may see the two of them playing side by oh, side. But fun. the other thing about Kingston, too, is let's say that you've got you've got Drake and Jaden Osbury as your starters. Kingston can basically be what Tavon Coney was in 2017, which is you led the team in tackles as the rotation guy that played both spots, you know, or you could have Kingston at will and Drake at Mike and Jaden Osbury could be the guy. <clears throat> that yeah. rotates in and plays both spots like Tavon Coney did that year. So, cause remember in 2017, I think your top four leading tacklers were all linebackers. I'm going to go look that up. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. It was at least your top three, but I thought it was their top four were all linebackers. Cause one of them was your Rover. I think James on Wallu. Let me look that up real quick, Vince. Yeah. Tavon, no, Drew Tranquil. It was Drew Tranquil. Not J James left the year before Tavon Coney led the team in tackles. Wasn't a full-time starter. Now as Morgan was number two. Drew, Drew Tranquil, the rover, was number three. Greer Martini was number four. You had four linebackers in a three-linebacker defense that were top of your team tackles because they had that rotation going. Right, right. And when you've got Drake Bowen, King Civilian Maasa, Jay Nalsbury, Jalen Sneed, uh, Drake Bowen, I mean, uh, Bodie Cahoon, all those type of guys, you're going to be in situations where you're, you'd are you be foolish to only play two guys. Absolutely. So I think we're going to see some of that as well, Vince, is where we're going to see more of a rotation than we saw this past season, which we honestly shouldn't have seen more rotation this past year. Cause there was such a difference between fifth year, senior JD Bertrand and true freshman Drake Bowen from a knowledge of the defense standpoint, oh, as I said before, the defense wasn't on the field enough this year for them to need <clears throat> right. to play multiple guys. Right. It wasn't necessary. Opinion. wasn't necessary. Yeah. I agree with that. So uh, Kingston's an excellent player. 
heck of a player. Gosh, I would but love to my see whole thing is, on the field. But together. so is Drake and so is Jay Nosbury. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. Uh, that's a good problem to have. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a very good problem to have. Yep. Chris W. is Ben Morrison, a first-round pick in 2025. It's a little too early to tell, but I would probably say yes. I mean, I think right now I I don't know that there's a better corner than him and Will Johnson. I think they're the two best corners coming back in college football this year. And if you're For, for Benjamin, it's just going to be how well he runs. Somebody yeah. in the chat earlier said that that uh, he likes him, but he thinks he's small. The kid's six foot tall. You know, and and he's he's up to I think one eighty five now, but he's he's six feet tall and he's got pretty long arms, so size is not an issue. Ben was not physical enough this year. That that's my takeaway. That's where he's going to have to get better. But let's be honest, there's some NFL teams that don't care about that as sure. long as you're physical as a route runner. And so, um, yeah, he's got a chance. But the thing for Ben is how how well does he run? I think that's probably the one question that teams might have about him beyond just you got to be more physical. But again, true sophomore. Right. Is does he really have that speed to run on the outside with top guys? Is he a four four? Is he a four five four guy or is he a four four eight guy? That could kind of play a little bit in if he's fringe first round, that could play into it. But yeah, I think he's a as long as he continues to progress, I do think he's a first round player. Yes. No foul there. Are you kidding me? Um it, it uh the the refereeing has gone heavy yeah. to the other side. Yeah, Maddie just got mugged, like yeah, mugged, like press charges mugged yeah. down low, and they didn't call anything. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get to some more questions. Here. All right. Craig D., who is the one Notre Dame player you wish you could have seen from the past? Oh gosh. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give an ode and a shout out to my guy Lusamoji. The way that Lusamoji talked about Ross Browner. I would okay. have loved to have watched Ross Browner play. I mean, Lou, I mean, Lou just talked about just, I mean, he just loved Ross Browner. So yeah, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with him. Cause I can go back and watch film of Tim Brown on YouTube and things sure. like that. And I mean, I wa- I'm sure I watched him play because my dad watched Notre Dame. And it was the year before the 88. I just don't remember it really. Re- I remember the Michigan state game a little bit, but I just don't remember a lot of Tim Brown at Notre Dame. I remember Tim sure. Brown for the Raiders. So, um, Ross Browner would be the one for me. You know, I I didn't really see anybody in person until, you know, kind of 92, 93. So there's obviously a lot of options uh, prior to that time that I would have loved to see in person. I, I would have loved to see, you know, Chris Zorich in person, just kind of the scrappy, get after it, hard nose. It was you know, fun to watch. Kind of, like that, well, he would have been a yeah. lot of fun to watch. Frankly, Frankly, that 88 defense would have been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Just, it was. You know, it that was. would have been. Yeah. Dude, know, go watch I, YouTube clips, man. I'm telling you, yeah. you'd love it. Just to watch love those it. guys just fly to the football. I mean, that defense. Like, I've read, you know, uh, Lou Holtz, I think, had a book. Uh, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now trying to figure out what the name of it was. But it's about the 88 season, basically. And, I, like, just reading about that defense was mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, they just I mean? they just had they had that nice blend of veteran players like Wes yeah. Pritchett and yeah and Frank Stams with young guys like George Williams and Chris Zorch and Todd Light, I think it was a sophomore on that team. And right, you know, just guys like that. So it was it was a really um it was a really it just it was a special team, man. It was just a yeah. special team. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. It really was. Good question. 
and somebody said Joe Montana, but like Joe Montana wasn't a great player in college. Like I know no. he won a title, but he he wasn't a great player. They you know he just he became a great player in the NFL. I mean, he was a third round draft pick for a reason. You yeah. Know? So he was good, but he wasn't like he wasn't Joe Montana like he was for the 49ers. No, not even close. No. Yeah. Uh Roger Dodger is love the lock for starting running back. No, he's not. Like and here's the thing. I don't care who starts. I, I think right. what we'll have is we'll see both. We'll see two running backs start at different times, depending on the personnel package and their name starts a game with. So like, like we saw a receiver at times, like, you know, they'd, they'd have a 12 personnel package. So like the third receiver wouldn't get a start, you know, it's like, whatever, mm-hmm. there's going to be certain packages that we're going to see uh, where, okay, they started 12 personnel because they wanted to run the certain concept in the first couple plays and that's a Jadarian Price concept. Or, hey, they're going 11 personnel, and Jeremiah's your 11 personnel. I mean, that may not be the case. It may be the other way around. And so, you know, to me, I think we could see some things like that. And it'll be a different guy starting the game. But the reality is, is it, and that's how it was in 2022. I mean, Audric would be the first guy out there sometimes. And, you know, there was a couple times where Chris Tyree was the first guy out there. Or Logan was the first guy out there. So uh, those are the things that I think we're going to see um, from, from this group. In yep. my opinion, so yeah, it's it. Yeah, he's I a lock to be one part of one. There's going to be a one A one B at running back. He's going to be he's a lock to be part of that barring injury. Yes, Bryce, absolutely. That, that's that's what it's going to be. Yep. And we're going to have these battles in the chat. There's going to be Team Jeremiah, Team Dadarin, and I'm going to be like, dude, I'm Team Notre Dame because yeah. I both play for Notre Dame, and they're going to be dudes. It's just like the Logan Diggs, Audric Estimate thing. There were some Notre Dame fans that convinced themselves Audric Estimate or J- J- Logan Diggs wasn't that good of a player because they just loved Audric Estimate. I'm like, okay, you can still love Audric Estimate and still respect Logan's game. You can think Audric's a much better player and still respect Logan's game. And and that's how it's going to be with Jadarian and Jeremiah. There's going to be some people that love Jeremiah and they don't want to see Jadarian play, or they love Jadarian, don't want to see Jeremiah. They're both dudes, right. and I, I'm excited they're both going to play because they're both excellent players. And I'm looking forward to seeing how do you figure out ways to use them together. Correct. That's going to be the fun part and, for me. And last time I checked, there's eight starting positions in the backfield, uh, according according to yes, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, and look, look. Coach McCullough has done a great job of managing those running back egos. He's done a great mm-hmm. job because there's a lot of talent in that room. There's a lot of talent in that room, and those guys are all cheering on each other because everybody has a role. They embrace their role. They know their role. And so whoever wins those roles, man, I'm let's go because right. there is so much talent in that room. I'm good with whoever the associate head coach puts on the field right. at whatever the you know scenario right. calls for. You know, I, there's just so much talent in that room. But yeah, yeah. Jeremiah Love's going to get a ton of carries. I mean, he's 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 really good. He's really really good. I want to see them expand his role. Like that's Agreed. what I want to see. So, agree. Mister Two Point specifically, how does Mike Dembrock figure it out? Well, so one is you've got to figure out how to use them together. Right. I mean, that's that's well, let me look. actually number one is actually you got to find a healthy rotation. Right. Like, how do you use both of them? Because here's the danger. You can get to the point where you use got you use one guy more and the other guy can't get into a rhythm because, you you know, it's three series and then one three series and then one. I don't see that. You also can get too much of a rotation where neither of them get into a rhythm. So you've got you got to, And that's a that's a that's not an easy juggling act, to, to be honest with you. Make it seem like it's easy. It's really not. So you, you've got to figure that out. And then beyond that, it's like, okay, how when Jeremiah's in the game, 
what are, we got to call to his strengths when Jadarian's we got to call to his strengths without getting into a situation, Vince, where you become it, it's too easy to tell what they're going to do when one guy's on the field compared to a, the other. That, right. that that's the other thing too. But then the other part of it too, Vince, is and as Roger Dodger pointed out, you know, there will be some riding the hot hand going on as part of the conversation as well. Let's be honest about that. You know, like the plan may be we're going to go 50-50, but, man, we came out, and every time Jeremiah touched the ball, he was going for 15. Like, you, you better ride that sucker. Right. Darian's just ripping this team up. Like, Because, you know, sometimes backs can get hot too, man, where mm-hmm. it's just like – it's like playing running back sometimes is like being a great shooter, where it's like, dude, I just I just saw it. Just like just everything just – or or like a quarterback just who just gets hot. How, why does the court because, man, I just – I just – like I just knew what was happening. I just like, dude, I could just mm-hmm. anticipate air. Like I just, I just felt running backs are like that, man. Like, dude, I am feeling it. I am reading this defense like a book. I am making cuts and you're hot. Right. And you ride that. Then the final piece is how do we use them together? And that's going to be the really interesting part is how do I use them together? You know, and, and um, the game's over. Notre Dame one by eight, huge win for the women's basketball team, by the way. Uh, but it, that that's what I'm going to be interested in seeing Vince is number one, when they're in the game, how do you, how do you play both guys and play the third or whoever else is going to be part of the rotation without right. make, without preventing with to, you, you can't, pre, you got to make sure you're, you're, you're not getting like making sure that they're not, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. You've got to do your job to make sure that you're not preventing them from getting into a flow multiple guys from getting into a flow, right? Number one is know your role. Guys got to know their role and practice that role. But number two is you've got to be smart with your rotations and play calls, right? Because if you're putting a guy in every, you know, every other series, but then in that series, you're not getting him the ball, then he's going to, you know, he's going to have a tough time getting into a rhythm. And then, as I said, the the last piece, the piece is like, okay, play to their strengths. This guy may be better in the pass game. This guy may be better right, in this type right. of stuff. Right. But I really, really, really want to see these two guys play together. I think that's going to be oh, a really yeah. fun part of this. Is how do I get, how do I get Jeremiah and Jadarn in the field together in certain ways? Whether that's putting Jeremiah outside, whether it's going with both guys in the backfield, whatever the case may be, I, I, that's that's the fun part. And yep. you know, it's not going to be for twenty snaps a game unless you're just killing somebody with it. Sure. But just a wrinkle where a couple series a game, you come out some things because when you do that, you've got something up your sleeve. So if they come out with those two things and they just run a couple normal plays, Jeremiah goes out there and just fakes a bubble and you're in inside zone, whatever. Trust me, they're setting you up for something. They got right. something coming. And that's what it's going to be is, is you really want to get teams on their heels mm-hmm. and thinking that, you know, you've got this kind of orbit motion with Jeremiah and you're doing all these different things because you want them so paranoid about Jeremiah yep. that they forget to ca- carry to watch Jadarian Price on the inside zone. And next thing you know, you got three guys running with Jer- Jeremiah on a jet sweep and Jadarian's running right through the A gap for a 50 yard touchdown. Right. I mean, it's things like that. That's, that's what's, that's what's fun about when you have weapons like that, but it can also, you can overdo it to where then you're not getting your other guys involved. You're overdoing True. it. So it really is a much tougher juggling act than I think people realize, but that's why you get paid over $2 million a year. <laughs> Right, exactly. You know, exactly. Just to figure that out. Yep, but it's going to yeah. be fun to watch if it's done right, and you got a good guy at the helm yeah. uh, to get it right. Yeah, and, and here's a very fair question for Mike Honoshowski: Can they block for each other? I think yes, to a degree, but with the read zone stuff, you don't necessarily need that right. as much. Right, it's not right? like an eye formation. Yeah, but you know. can they run like a like an outside zone where? 
Jeremiah Jadarian are like kind of getting out to the perimeter and looking for the force player, whether that's a safety or corner. Yeah, they can do that. Sure. Are you going to have one of them blocking? Like if you're running split flow zone with one of them blocking backside? No, you're not going to do that. Use that guy to run some sort of outside action where you're trying to occupy. I'm running inside zone with Jadarian. I've got my tight end blocking backside and I've got Jeremiah smoking outside. He's not a read. But I, I know I'm going to occupy that backside cut guy. So when Jadarian cuts it backside, that guy's running towards Jeremiah. So you don't always have to have them a, a second back blocking. That's mm-hmm. when when you have a quarter. Let me be clear. When you have a quarterback like Riley Leonard, you don't need that. With a Sam Hartman, a Jack Cohn, a you know a a, a, a more traditional Jimmy Clausen, a, a, a Brady Quinn, you may have more of a need in certain run concepts. To you've got to secure that gap because they're not worried about the threat of the quarterback. When you have the threat of the quarterback running, he's the one protecting the backside edge. Cause if that guy crashes, I'm pulling it and I'm running. Right. Right. And now I've got Jeremiah on, we talked about it earlier. Like, you know, Vince, I'd love to see something like this where, you know, Jeremiah is to my right or uh, Jeremiah's to my left and Jadarian's to my right. And I'm running read zone with, with Jadarian. Jeremiah is quickly going underneath. You may you know motion him around and all of a sudden I'm pulling that thing on a read because that guy crashed. And now it's, you got to either defend me on the run or I'm dumping that little under screen to Jadarian or Jeremiah. And now you're just like, good Lord, how do you defend all these guys? You can't They're playmakers a galore. And then all of a sudden we start bringing our safety down, our corner crashes, and Riley's pulling that thing and popping it over our head on a pop pass for a 50-yard touchdown where nobody's near that guy. If you're creative enough and you have the kind of weapons that I believe Notre Dame's going to have, you're going to create more of those opportunities. Yep. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. But you can Great. also do that with Jordan Faison in the slot. You can do that with Jaden Greathouse in certain situations. You can do that with Chris Mitchell where they're the smoke guy. They're coming on some of that under stuff. So there's a lot of different things you can do. It's not just, hey, let's go 21 personnel, 40 snaps a game. It, you know, because then it's like, okay, now you're because it is limiting when you're sure. two backs like that. So the the more snaps you do it, the more tells you have, the easier it is for teams to defend. Like, okay, they're not going to run four verts as well out of this look as they're going to run it out of that look for I mean, something yeah. like that. Or right. you know, Jeremiah is not going to run this whole route concept package that they have in the slot, they can only do this, this, and this in the slot, right? So that's why you've got to be somewhat limiting with it in that regard. So, yeah, we ended up getting some really good questions, man. Oh, here's Always the la- do. Here's the last two. Last one, actually, I think. Tommy, Tommy here we go. Which player at Notre Dame would you be most concerned about getting Wally pipped? And in case people don't understand that reference, that would be the Lou Gehrig Wally Pip. Wally Pip was the starting first baseman, got hurt. Lou Gehrig went in and literally never came out. Yeah. Like he broke the record of consecutive games that <laughs> like literally, eventually literally broke, right? never came out. Yes. Right. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. That's a good question. I mean, there's, I mean, gosh, which guy, which Notre player would you, I'm not concerned about anybody getting Wally pipped. Yeah. I mean, honestly, cause like, the whole thing is why would I be worried about guy getting Wally pipped when the alternative is someone else being a Lou Gehrig, right? Like I'm not concerned about it. Which Notre Dame players should be most concerned about getting Wally pipped? Um, all right. What I would say I, is wide receivers, like veteran receivers. You don't want to let the freshman, you know, like be too much in there. Um, I would say interior offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one, Vince. Um, defensive end. Like if you're Jordan Batajo, 
Yeah. Junior Chilamaka. You, you know, you may not want to give Logan Thomas, Josh Burnham, you know, Bryce Young too many opportunities. Yeah. Uh, veteran linebackers. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Sneed, Jack Kaiser. You know, you don't want to be out there. And then, oh, now you've got to give Jay Nosbury all these reps. Well, you may not get that spot back, right. in my opinion. Right. Uh, and honestly, like, this is going to sound crazy, but Riley Leonard, if if he actually legitimately if, gets hurt, yes, and he misses like yeah. a chunk of the season, yeah, he may not he get com- his job back. Yeah, yeah, that's could- the last on my list and the most unlikely. Yeah. But that's how good you know. If like if the light goes on mid season for CJ or Kenny Minchie, and you give them a month to play, brother, you may not you may not have that spot back yeah. when, you, when you get back, depending on how you were playing and how they're playing. And, and I don't think that that's really going out on a huge limb because there's a ton of talent in that quarterback yeah. room. No, I don't yeah. think it's gonna. And he'd have to, and he'd have to be out for more than like two yes. games. Agreed. Right. I'm talking like he misses plus. six games. Right. Correct. And month then all plus. of a sudden he's healthy to come back the last two games of the year. Like ah, let's wait and see how this last couple games go. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, no, absolutely. Let me give you some extra rest. Make sure you come back. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be it. That would be a good one. That that'd be another one. Right. So um, and th- those are the primary positions for me. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Clark and nickel. You don't want to miss too much time and give too many reps to Micah Bell. You don't ever want to be the guy that gives the fastest player on the team two weeks of practice without you being out there. Sure. You know, I mean, that that's that's the reality of it. But anyone that's ever talked to anyone that knows Jordan Clark knows that kid's not taking a day off unless you make him take a day right. off. Right. So I'm, I'm not too worried about that one. But that's a I mean, that's a position you want to be in. But you want to be in a lot of positions. Where like, dude, if you're a veteran, man, you better not. Do you really want to give Micah Gilbert the next week of reps? You sure about that? You really right. want to give Cam Williams or KK Smith or Jaden Greathouse all them reps? You sure about that? You know right. what I mean? That, that's what makes good teams great. Right. Is is you know if you're not if you're not up well, to snuff and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, there's a guy ready. Here's one running back. Job. Yeah, I mean I know exactly. they're younger guys, but like, do you really want to give Keedron Young the next two weeks of reps with you sitting on the sideline? I don't think so. But isn't that what we've always talked right. about as far as at the running back position? That's you right. can play as a young guy and be very well, successful. and they're just really talented. Yeah, right. Like Kedron is sure. really talented, and that's where the level of recruiting has taken such a big jump. Right, is because in the past it was like guy gets hurt, as soon as he comes back, you got that job because right. there's such a gap between the veterans and the and the younger guys. Now it's like, dude, the talent is like you'd, and that makes you better. And, and we're not talking about a guy playing with a fractured ankle and just toughing it out. We're talking about like. Oh, I don't feel good. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sore. I need a day off. All right, cool. Take the day off. But, you know, can't promise you're going to be the number one dude when we get back out there next week. You know what 100%. I'm saying? 100%. So, you know, that's how you learn the difference between are you hurt or are you injured, right? Correct. That old, that old, there's a difference. Expression. There's oh, a difference. Oh, maybe. There's a difference. I've had that talk with my kid yeah. before, believe yeah. me, and my yeah. players for that matter. Yep. It's like, are you yeah. hurt or you're injured? What do you mean, coach? Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. chat. exactly right exactly right exactly right all right so vince let's get out of here man hey matt d hooking us up here make sure you hit that like button share subscribe hit the notification bell so you never miss a live show sign up for the ib message board for the best intel in notre dame football and it's a great community folks i'm telling you right now the message board is a great community it's not just all about intel even though that is fantastic don't get me wrong, but it is. I mean, somebody put a post out there today and the community came calling. And I'm telling you, this is a community that that looks after one another, takes care of one another. And it's like the family you never knew you needed. And so um, it's it's just different. 
It's just different. I'll say it. It's different. So hop over to the boards, direstbreakdown.com. It is, uh, you know, financially, it's the best bargain you're going to get. I can tell you that right now and for the best info. And no, I'm not biased. So there you go. But uh, make sure you head it. And tomorrow, well, you are biased, but for good reason because yeah, you fair enough experience. It's like I'm biased yes. towards my favorite pizza place. Why? Because <laughs> I tried it and it's the best pizza in town, and it's really good. Right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So show tomorrow afternoon. What, what do you got yes, on sir. tap? We'll go at one o'clock tomorrow. We're going to okay. talk about whatever decision that Maddie Augustine is going to make, and right. then I'm going to do my next offseason preview feature. So okay. we'll have some fun with that tomorrow. All so, right. Yeah. And then IB Nation Sports Talk. We'll be back tomorrow evening with uh, recruiting, I believe, kicks off the show. And then, of course, rapid fire with Sean and Jesse. So make sure you stay tuned uh, because the best guys on the beat will be with you every day. So don't worry about that. All right. So for Brian, I'm Vince. We will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown podcast. (laughs) 